0: Delicious!
1: Good evening, welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rolling United podcast. And we are back with another game where Rolling United have won. It's getting ridiculous now. Every every time we do this, we'll another game. It's getting it's just ridiculous. Um, but a good ridiculous, a very, very good ridiculous. Um so we've got that to go through, and well, that's enough in it. Um, Mick and Danny are with us. Thank you for joining us, boys. Hello, hello everybody. Um, as we tease on Twitter we will be announcing later on in the show which Rotherham player we will be speaking to this week we're going to want you guys input we we'll want to know your questions for the for the player in question uh, we'll do that in half an hour or so mate oh, well, whatever mate I don't mind
0: I don't <laughs> mind whatever you want
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. keep people um, waiting they might,
0: they might listen a bit longer
1: half an, <laughs> half an hour you know what I mean yeah it's yeah, sort of, yeah, man. yeah um so we'll do that um so yeah i hope everybody's doing all right um it was 1100 of you went down to cambridge the abbey stadium it's still called the abbey stadium or have they got a sponsor for it
2: um i, never I mean <clears throat> i've called it the abbey stadium in the vlog so I i'm right that's good <laughs> enough
1: for me that's good enough for me um and yeah a win's a win, a win, a win is a winner's a win not a classic certainly first 45 minutes but a good decent performance and just, just about worthy enough for a
2: win, Dan. Do you think just about worthy enough for three points? Um, yeah, I'd say we probably just about edged it. I think, like you say, first half we're pretty much even, um, and then the second half we had we probably just sneaked it in the second half. I mean, obviously we did because we scored and they didn't. Um, but in terms of chances created, I'd say we just nudged it second half. So I think yeah. one 0 is probably a fair result. I think. Hmm. Yeah, I
1: agree. Um, before we get into the specifics, Mick Paul once has, has suggested that they are the, uh, the toughest opponent we've had so far this season. And, man, we've played everybody but Accrington and Shrewsbury. All the way, I played Accrington Cup. I I tend to agree with them. I think they're they're very organised, they're very solid. They are missing a striker, they're or a, or a creative influence in the final third. Mm. But I've got there's a lot to admire about them, really.
0: Yeah, very much so. I think we said this after the first game at New York, didn't we? that mm-hmm. uh, they were probably one of the best best sides we've played all season or almost difficult sides to play all season uh, and they proved that again on Saturday um, so yeah and, and they were missing their their talisman really um, so yeah uh, they're a the difficult side and why they're only 16th um, is, is, is a little bit beyond me but because we are sat where we are teams do tend to raise the game You know, you remember. You know, when we when we played previously the top of league, you always tend to raise your game that little bit. So um, everybody wants to knock you off your perch, don't they? So, but yeah, they're a good side. There's no no question about that. And they aren't going to be. I can't see how they're going to be in any trouble this season unless they have a a massive drop in form. Mm.
1: Yeah, no, they'll be fine. I would have thought. I was certainly a thought. Um, A couple Mm. of people already with us on the chats. a Celtic evening. Uh, Philip Bronson, evening chaps. When does Mick start on Trevor Kettle? <laughs> <Now, I> tease <laughs> half an hour's time. We'll victim, I might tease that one. Um now let's talk cool. about Trevor Kettle, Mick, before we talk about the football of the footballing side of things. There is only there's plenty of small incidents which were really frustrating. There's only one big incident to talk about, which when it's Trevor Kettle, there's still only one big incident. That's quite good. That's a, that's a step in the right direction for Trevor Kettle to be fair,
0: isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, let's be fair if it were anybody else other than Trevor Kettle you'd be saying referee had a decent game to be to be honest probably yeah yeah mm. uh, but it was Trevor Kettle so we don't say that because that just I mean he still gave
1: some baffling soft fouls and fouls uh, one uh, or the other
0: yeah i mean there's the, the, I, I assume the, the, the incident you're alluding to in the was in the second half when we had the ball and then he took it off us and gave it to their goalkeeper um, yeah
1: when their play went might, down Mm-hmm. Yeah, some,
0: and what Michael Massey-esque that weren't it? I'll get that in straight away. I
1: remember, Four minutes forty-five seconds for an account of your Michael Massey mentioned.
0: Well essentially that's what he's doing, isn't it? You know, he's, he's taking taking ball off as in front of goal and give it to goalkeeper. Yeah.
1: Uh but
0: yeah, yeah I mean in in, 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 in sort of relative terms, bearing in mind we're talking about Trevor Kettle, um he didn't have too bad a game by his standard, which mm. Pretty goddamn low, in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the incident we're referring to is was just on the stroke of half time. The ball got, uh, was played through questionable defending where our defence had gone to, but it didn't result in a goal. But it resulted in a couple of heavy touches and a heavy challenge, shall we call it, on Victor. Now, when I first saw it, Danny, and when I subsequently seen it on replays, I was convinced it was a red card. It was a red card all day long. Watching Danny's match day vlog. I'm not convinced it is a red card. I think he might have got it right.
2: Yeah, mean? I mean, in the heat of the moment, I thought it was a red card as well, but we're sort of used to that thing with Victor. You know, he, he comes flying <laughs> in to get the ball. You make some sort of contact. It ends up with his eye socket halfway down. P- touchline. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in the heat of the moment, it looks like a red card because um, I think it was Sam. I think he's called Sam Smith Then number 10. Mm. He comes in for the ball, and he has left his mark on Victor, as they've said on Twitter afterwards. He's been left with studs on his chest and his and his stomach. But if you really slow down the match footage, which someone has done on Twitter, he just gets the ball before Victor. But mm. it is the momentum and the follow through that that gets him. So I think there is an argument to say it is a red card because of you know dangerous play and his studs are up and such. But I think. An experienced referee would give it as a yellow card. So I do. And the best thing is he consulted his linesman. He didn't just Mm. go with his own gut. He went, you're in better position. What did you see? And so the linesman's obviously seen the contact with the ball. And that's why it's a yellow card. Granted, you feel a bit hard done by because Victor obviously never gets those challenges and never will now. Um, But yeah, I, I do think he's got it right after reviewing it and settling down. Without alcohol influencing my decision, I would say it's a really <laughs> yellow card. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, Mick?
1: Danny's right. I think the fourth that the lineos given their decision. But do you think that Trevor Kettle went to a, a, a check with the line or the Linos stepped in and got right? Trevor Kettle's referee. Here. I've got to sort him. out. I've got to give. It's like helping your elderly, elderly grandparent across the road type thing. I've got to make sure he's, he's, he's going to be all right. Here. That's more likely, isn't
0: it? Yeah, uh, possibly. Possibly, I don't think he ever intended giving. Probably didn't even intend giving a card, to be honest. Um, That's what I mean. I,
1: I, yeah, he, uh, he helped him get the <laughs> right decision.
0: I'm trying to be as I'm trying to be as 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 fair and balanced as I possibly can. And, yeah. and and like like Danny's just said, he has at least gone over and spoken to the linesman. Whether the linesman's asked him to come and speak to him or what, I don't know. However, he has gone over and spoken to him. He's taken his time. He's made a decision. You can't really argue with that. I don't think, anyway. I, and I, I, God, I feel really, really bad. Actually, almost praising Kettle, but he's done the right thing, and and he's probably probably looking at it like Danny says with a sort of twenty four hours worth of hindsight and at the heat of the game, he's probably made the right call. Which, again, I find baffling, utterly <laughs> <laughs>
2: baffling. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, though, is uh, the him and the Lino did have a disagreement later on when the ball was quite clearly out for our throwing and Kettle overruled the lines. We went, No, it's Cambridge's. It's like, yeah, did you, me? Did you not see it yeah. come off his toe? But anyway, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah, all things
1: considered, bearing in mind it was Trevor Kettle, everything went quite all right. Yeah, um, surprisingly, that's not saying he were good, it, you know, better than expected.
0: It, it just weren't bad, yeah. Well. I suppose what you could say is he did not referee to his usual standards.
1: That's probably the best way of putting it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because he still made some baffling decisions like the one Daniel's mentioned. there, were, there was some, it, well, it was still a bad referee performance. Yeah.
2: But-, but it was good on Trevor Kettle's spectrum of a yeah. referee performance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. We'll yeah. go with that one. We'll go with that one. <laughs> um, talking about Rotherby United. we to talk about Rotherby United rather than referee for a bit. <laughs> um, so there were. No change, I think. Is that was the same starting eleven that came in? Or Chio came in for sadly, didn't. That yeah. was, was the change from last week. Um, so no real issues there, um, as expected. Of course, because Miller wasn't injured, was injured, so he, he couldn't have come in. Um, so it was unexpected. It was it was a flat start week. Um, it was not one for any year, any purists. That first forty-five minutes, it was very scrappy, very stop-start, yeah. flat. Yeah, it was, it, it's it's
0: kind of a similar performance to, to the ones we've, we've put in over the last few games, really. Uh, the intensity has not been there, uh, the intensity of the press and everything else, you know, and and, and and that ability that we've had to keep the ball wasn't there either. You know, we were giving it away cheaply, And but, but again, is this because teams have kind of, Worked out the way that they, the we the the way that we're playing, and you know it's, it's teams counteracting the way we play rather than us not mm. performing to a to the levels that we have done. I don't know what that. I don't know. I, I suspect it's probably us not performing to the to the level rather than uh, other teams. But um, Cambridge <laughs> Cambridge knew what they were doing. You know they were well set up. Uh, they were well drilled, and, and they knew exactly what their jobs were, um, mm. and and that's probably one of the main contributory factors for the, that first half performance. Um, you know, but we came out second half, a different team.
1: Certainly mm. so the first few minutes anyway. Yeah, we certainly did. Um yeah, like you mentioned earlier then, it was probably a 50-50 half. Credit I suppose goes to Freddie. I think Freddie was the, was one of them he made himself a nuisance and there was a couple of chances he'd have which you maybe should have done better. But again, he were heaping praise on Freddie and again I, I He's, he's really good. I mean, look, look, he didn't set the world on a light, but he's doing the right things again. And on another day, he gets his goal in the second half, doesn't
2: he? Yeah, and it is down to him being a more pressing striker rather than being a lurker on the six-yard box. I mean, one of his main opportunities, all right, fair enough, it, it has come from on the six-yard box. But the harassment he's made um, in terms of competing with the defenders has got him in that position. Um, and unfortunately, it's a quality save from their keeper. That's denied him. Um, and then later on he plays an absolute perler of a pass to Ferguson on the left hand side, it's a quick back heel mm. and Ferguson's away down the wing. Unfortunately, he doesn't come to anything. But, you know, it just goes to show Freddie's confidence levels have gone up to be able to try something like that. Um, but also his <clears throat> ability as a as a striker to press defenders and try and win the ball back, it's a uh, an ability we haven't seen much of before this season. But now he's he's doing it like he's been doing it for the past ten years. He has, you it. know. Granted, he has his odd moment where he sort of <clears throat> forgets himself. But it's his harassment of the defenders that makes them make mistakes, which is great to see, and it's a, a benefit to us as well. And the, when the day comes that Freddie wins the ball back and then gets a chance on goal and scores, that's when the whole high press thing has worked perfectly. Yeah, and it'll probably come at some point in the new year. I hope, anyway. Mm. Yeah, I hope it does as well. Definitely. I hope it. So, so, so impressed with over the last couple
1: of months. So happy for him he, and so happy for us that we've got that type of player. Because um, it's what we've been crying out for. Um, Chio was a little bit of a barometer of how we were playing, Mick. Chio on the right-hand side, I thought he had a very, very quiet first half. Mm. It, again, it was much like the rest of the eleven. They weren't bad. They were just a bit flat and a bit meh in the first half. Yeah. But then he just came to life in the second half, culminating in a fantastic run for the goal i'll mm. talk about balesa in a minute but chio's done so so well for that goal he made the goal and let's be right about it
0: yeah i mean it's run 80 yards <laughs> uh, and beat i don't know how many players uh in process uh including, go including the foul that he just stepped over um you know and <clears throat> another player on another day would have would have gone down in center circle and a lot would, um, wouldn't he? a
1: high percentage uh, of yeah, professional footballers would have gone down, wouldn't they?
0: They would, yeah, um, and and that would have obviously been an issue. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was a great run. Great run. Nobody's going to catch him, or they? Nobody's going to beat him for pace. Um, and once you let him run at you to that extent, you're in, you know that you're in trouble. Um, and yet, when he gets to the when he gets to to the eighteen yard box, there's still five or six, seven players, defenders uh, in there, and he and he's. We still managed to work to carve an opening out of it, but um, it, it was a hell of a run. Hell of a run. Mm.
1: Yeah, he had a really, really good second half. He really, yeah. really yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well,
0: let's not talk too much about him. <laughs> I, I'm beginning to see beginning to see rumblings all over social media now about you know how dangerous he is, and and, and these rumblings are coming from non-Rotherham United people. <laughs> we don't want it. We don't need it. It's not acceptable. Let's just let's just let's just keep it keep it under our hats. Yeah, I agree. So let's move on to somebody else. Yeah, under wraps. See, it was crap. I don't know why everybody keeps banging on about him. He's absolute rubbish. Somebody <laughs> else was crap. Dambala. Yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. He, he's rubbish <laughs> and all.
1: That's why everybody keeps going on about him? Um for me, Danny was one of the few that had a solid. A, a a solid first half, but then stepped up properly in the, in the second half. Mm. Uh, and the goal, talk about the goal itself, it was a bit like the indirect free kick where he sort of took his time. He, he worked out where we were going to put it. When the ball came to him, I was screaming, hit it first time, just hit it, <laughs> which, which would have been the wrong thing to do. He knew he knows exactly what he's doing. He's calm and composed and he's getting better and weaker. He's got different types of goals. We're just lucky to have that guy in this division. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, and I've heard. Well, I was talking to one of my friends on the away days, Michelle, and she says if the criteria for goal of the season in the minds of the the experts was different, it's contender hmm. for goal of the season. No, because yeah. normally they do. You know, your screamers and your, you, know, like your uh, your Barcelona sort of ticky-tack taka sort of goals, but the build up and the finishing that goal, it does have its um, its argument because, like we've already mentioned, the run from Chio. Um, but it's the placement from Barlazer that does it for me, you know, that because he's, he's got the ball from Smith, he's looked, he's seen the space to the keeper's left, and just gone, think it's in, you know. And I'm with you if you watch my vlog, uh, I just scream, it's it. And so, so I'm, I'm fully skating, I'm fully taking the assist from the stands. I tell him Barley's to hit it, and it's gone in. I'm fully taking that. Um, but yeah, like you say, I think he, um like like the whole squad really it was an okay first half for him like nothing bad but nothing exceptional but then in the second half he stepped up you know if he lost the possession he'd win it more or less straight back again um he was involved in us winning possession outside our own box you know he he put in the initial tackle and then Gio mopped up and um and that was the start of the move um Mm. But, yeah, but I think Barlazer's rubbish, personally. I don't think um, anyone should come in for him, you know. We call him the the, the Perlo, Perlow, uh, but that's just... uh that's just ironic, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's, it's, ironic, just, ironic. it's for ironic. irony purposes, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so everyone stay away. One over there, we like, baseball back, going get back, you know, in January. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely, well, I think Gabriel Sutton, who knows his EFL stuff, has put Barlazer in his team of the season so far, the League One. Uh, which we don't want, oh, we can stop doing that. Yeah, <laughs> don't tell uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just> think about <laughs> it inside, your, use your inside voice, don't tweet <laughs> out or anything like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, really good. Uh, we've run out of things to say about people like Balazar and Chew and things like that, but they are getting better. They're not sort of saying at the same level, he's getting better. He's doing things now he's never done for us before. He's never scored a goal like that. Random, I, I compared it to the indirect goal like that was different circumstances. This is a different type of goal. Uh, And fair play to Smith as well, mate. I know Smith's not getting the goals he wants, uh, but he's still working very, very hard. And he took his time. He did the same as Barley's. He took his time, picked out what the right pass was, yeah. yeah. and off we go. And another assist for Smith. Again, he also deserves a massive amount of credit for the goal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And he's not ticking at the moment. He's not ticking for him in front of goal, but he's still there and he's still involved and he's still causing problems, you know. Um, you know, it, it's more on Freddie at the moment is the, the lad that you're expecting to score the goals. Mm. But then Dan Barlet pops up and chips in with a few and, and Ben Wiles has as well. So, but uh, but yeah, kudos for Smithy really, because he could have, he could have turned and tried to, you know, try to blast it into top corner, but he didn't. Uh, took his time, calm and cool. And, and Dan Barlet, he just caressed that into back at night. Yeah, yeah. It was just like a, it was just, yeah, I think a thing of beauty really and it doesn't look really? like danny said no. yeah sorry it, it, like danny said it, it's not a, it's not a, a, a 20 yard screamer but mm. nevertheless the ability that it takes to to find the time to see this to see the see the see where you're going to put it and then to put it there so calmly and coolly with with not a great not a massive amount of pace on it you know mm. it's just it's it's, it's it's
1: some talent that it's some talent it's it's, a, it's one of those funny ones because because the keeper didn't even move, oh. and you only normally see that when it is a thunderbolt. You know what I mean when it's gone past him. But mm. the keep he just wrong footed the keeper. That's how well placed it was. The keeper's not even tried because he's not getting anywhere near it. Um, that's how good it is. If you if you're not if you're making the keeper not dive for it, it's almost certainly a really really good effort.
0: I, um, I mean, I he's, he's, he's wrong footed keeper and he's wrong footed four defenders. Yeah, it's because yeah. it's gone through a, it's gone through a crowd of defenders, all of whom were going the other way. Yeah. It's immense, man, honestly. I, I also it. love his uh, rubbish. It's rubbish,
1: it's garbage. Yeah, yeah. Garbage. <laughs> um I also love how much he loves it. You know, his celebration after the goal, <laughs> yeah. he yeah. absolutely <laughs> loves it, doesn't he? <laughs> just like yeah, just, it does. I love his best life.
2: I'm I'm telling you, if he scores against Accrington, he will be in the crowd with us. (laughs) Because it's very easy to get into the stand at Accrington because it's actually below pitch level. I mean, unfortunately, they they used to play rugby at the Abbey Stadium, so it stands a bit too far Mm. away and it's raised up. But now Barlazer loves it. The passion he's got for this football club is amazing. Same with Chio as well. Chio Mm. was celebrating the fact that Mm. he got the second assist from it and and his brilliant run. Um. But now it's brilliant. And as well, if you watch um, the highlights, the limbs are decent as well. The main body of the limbs isn't on camera. Um, but, but where I was, like, like in the top top left of the stand, there were bodies just everywhere. You know, like people were overseas, they were, oh, it was chaos, absolute chaos. <laughs> well, that's, what you want on, that's what you want on the way They, You want a, a well-earned, hard-fought goal that just sends you... Of, yeah. of its seats effectively. Um, yeah, great, great thing. <laughs> From the way yeah. we celebrated, you thought it were in about the 89th minute that we'd scored, <laughs> but it, you know, but attacking it, a goal like that, whatever well, the time frame.
0: I, I, Absolutely. I don't know whether you've seen the, the highlights, but um, there, is a, there is just a moment, and I, I thought this at the time, and I thought I'm probably the only one that thought it. You can see Chio and uh, Freddie, as they're running over to celebrate, turn and look at the referee. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and I listen, thought really. he
0: disallowed it. I mm. genuinely thought, just for a second, that he mm. disallowed it. And you, you see their faces. And Chio sort of puts his arms out as if to say, what, what? <laughs> and then realises he's pointed at centre circle. Uh um,
1: just but, Trevor Kell. <laughs> yeah, well, you
0: don't. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you think, has he disallowed it? No, he can't have done, because we're not wrong with it. Oh, hang on a minute, it's Trevor Kell.
2: And I mean? and then, you, then you realize well. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I think it was yeah. actually to bring the uh, the medical staff on for Reg. That's why he uh, blew right. his whistle. Could have been, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you say, you watch Chio and Freddy's faces, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> but they what? they looked at him and thought, oh no, he can't <laughs> have done.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I like that. Mentioned There's a word for that. We mentioned it at the start, eleven 1, hundred, just just nearly nearly twelve hundred. Away fans in the circumstances, really, in, in terms of COVID, just before Christmas, a long trip. That's off to everybody. That's that's a, that's a great way of following, mm-hmm. uh, as it should be. We're top at league. I mean, we, we're top at league, so it should be, but it should still be mentioned. I, 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 it's great to see that amount of people in uh, an away game. Um, a word for, for his defence. Um, let's start with one of the most ridiculous stats I've heard so far this season. We've conceded three goals in 11 away games. <laughs> Which is just when <laughs> I, 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 mean, no, I absolutely treated it last night, I'm like, oh my god, you know, you, you see these stats, think we're good, us, and I see another one, oh, we are really good, oh, we, we are, we're really good here. Three goals, <laughs> concealing 11 games in a way, games make that's that's unheard of at any level.
0: Yeah, it's, it's madness, isn't it? It's absolute madness. Um, and and it's it's just another one, like you say, it's just another one of those stats that you think, you know what. This is a really, really good. You know what? This is a championship-winning side, um, but you can't allow yourself to have those sorts of thoughts at Christmas, can you? Really, because it's it, it's just you know we, we've we've all been there. We've all seen it happen before to other clubs, um, but but the stats are just stacking up week on week on week, um, and they're just. I mean, they're not. As, it's not as though they're even flatlining. <laughs> you know, the, these stats are getting better and better every week. Um, it will have to plateau at some stage. You would have thought. You would have do. thought. Mm. Um, Are we that but, good? Are we? But, well, yeah. I mean, never say never, because there's there's absolutely been at this stage touch wood, no sign whatsoever of of this dropping off, and and maybe that's just because of the absolute ability of this squad. And the absolute confidence of them and the, the management team. I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I mean it's unbelievable to start that, isn't it?
2: I think you know, the, the the thing that sums up our start to this season, even though we're not technically at the halfway point, is that gif of um of a manager going absolutely ballistic, celebrating and then coming back and calming himself down. You know, that, that is us as a fan base yeah. at the minute. Yeah. Like it, it's brilliant to see, but because it's not this sort of form in March or April time, you know, you just have to sort of steady yourself a little bit. It's great and we should celebrate Mm. it. But, you know, it's still a long season ahead. We've still got 51% of the season to play, you know, Mm. but it is fantastic. I mean, the goals we've conceded are Wigan, Lincoln and Charlton. Now, Wigan and Lincoln, you could argue that was early in the season. We're still finding ourselves. And the goal against Charlton is because it's a team that's absolutely flying at the minute, mm. so it's not three bad goals to concede either. So take away the the Wigan, um, the Wigan goal because you know it should have been a draw that game. And in terms, of, well, we drew in 90 minutes, we'll say that. Um, <laughs> and then the Lincoln goal when it, we're just starting to recover and start this run that we're on, you know, you could you, you argue it's really like two sloppy goals, shall we say, you know, like in terms of, mm. um, mm. yeah, in, in in terms of like our form not being. Up to, up to up to par or being on par with the opposition, I'd say it's only two conceded, and then the Wigan yeah. game because they're just scoring out of time for fun, which is really annoying because it wins them games as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but only three conceded away, like like you've said, it's unheard of. You know, that's like Liverpool and Man City sort of levels mm. of defending. Yeah. Um, and I think it's testament to. How Woody leads the back line, the quality in Reg and the va- vice-captaincy of Ekwe as well that helps us through it, which is further boosted by Harding and Mattock and, and Bowler potentially as well if he decides to play there and a Dauphin as a backup when he eventually gets to come into the squad. I mean, it's just great to see. We've, we've probably got the best defence in the league. I mean, I mean, the stats say that we have, but in terms of yeah. how all the pieces fit together, it is the mm. best defense in the league. The balance of it's perfect in terms of back yeah. three.
1: It's just perfect. Um, you got Richard yeah, Bazaria. Gormick. Well,
0: let's let's just um, sort of uh, note that we're playing without uh, an established left sided central defender.
1: A championship um, left sided defender. In yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I
0: mean Michael Ahekwe gets some stick at times because uh, he has got a mistake in. Him. Um, and that's because he's a centre half. He's a normal centre half. Um, Woody and Reg right, at the moment. Off. Yeah. Woody and Reg at the moment are not normal centre halves because they haven't got, they haven't got a mistake in either of them. <laughs> I, know, I shouldn't have said that, should I? That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that
0: was stupid. Woody's going to head through his own goal in Acc- Accrington now. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, that, as a three, they're absolutely outstanding. And like you said, with, that's without Wizarding, who's mm. as good as any of those three for me, um, you know, on his day. So it's just, it's it's fantastic. But that is why, that's why that stat is there. Um, mm. And having Victor or, or Josh Vickers behind them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what can you say? It's just, it's mad. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, um, but mentions a word for Woody's mantra of head it and kick it with a tree yesterday, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, John S. not on the optimist side today. It sounds like another person who didn't think we played well, placing shots gently rather than shooting. What I will say is placing shots is what got us the goal, you know. he yeah. didn't put his foot through it, he placed it. Um, yeah, we were the we, we, we created more chance, obviously. I expect a goal, says it. Victor had one shot really to save in the first half.
0: I think John's got
1: a point. Oh, I mean, well, yeah. You know, I'm not we, weren't,
0: we weren't Real Madrid, were we? But. Yeah, we, we alluded to it at the beginning of the podcast, didn't we? And when we said that we didn't really play that well, um, considering where we have set the bar.
2: You know. for, me, for me, you can see where they've worked on different aspects in training. Because at Burton, I'd say our placement was quite poor, other than uh, bar Laser's indirect free kick. Because there was a lot of wayward shooting against Burton. Mm. Whereas against Cheltenham, um, against Cambridge, maybe, <coughs> it wasn't really wayward shooting; it was still placement sort of shooting. So you can sort of see like they're just trying to bring it back level again, you know. Yeah. Um. Mm. So you can see what they've worked on in training, and uh, and thankfully it's, it's paid off because we did get a very well placed goal from it rather than mm. just, just just trying to hit a a door or with a machine gun. We've gone for for sniper rifle instead, and it's paid off. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 100% uh, Philip Rawlinson mentions Red was man
1: the match for me he just gets better and better as Jimmy hasn't has yeah it was excellent um, injury Danny came off injured I, I haven't seen anything in the post-match have you seen anything?
2: Um, it was his Achilles that tightened up but uh, apparently it's nothing serious it's not like he's pulled a muscle in his and out for three or four weeks he should be okay for Boxing Day uh, COVID considering of course Um hmm. But, yeah, he, he, apparently he's, he's nothing major. He just felt his Achilles go, and they've just taken him off as a precaution. And I tell you what, Rotherham having the ability just to take one of our best players off as a precaution yeah, yeah, and yeah. still be solid at the back, wow, yeah. you
0: know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you've hit the LL there, yeah, we're going to take a central defender off as a precaution, and we'll just bring Wes in Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Um quick look in the match report proceedings. We will now bring let you know who, which Rotherham player we're going to speak to this week. Um Mick? Sayers.
0: I'm, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, man, I am. <laughs> I am, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't Danny? tell you. Shall I,
2: give, shall I give everyone a clue as to who it is? Go on, then.
1: <laughs> that's it right, yeah. it's Father Christmas. <laughs> well, he is a Miller, to be fair, so yeah, um, yeah that's true. But he isn't play for us, unfortunately. Um, this week, we will be speaking to Victor <laughs> Um So, thank you, at everybody in the club. Thanks to Victor for agreeing to do this. We'll, we will be speaking to him on Tuesday, which will probably go out of boxing. <laughs> what we want is some questions for him. So if you know, if you know any questions, you've got any questions you want to ask him, let us know. And if anybody's listened to the Richard Wood One, there is no question too silly. Any questions you <laughs> want to ask Victor? A good I've got mine written him. down already. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't guess what it's about. <laughs> um, the other one we will not be asking him, Mick, is if he wanted to punch Gavin Ward because that's inappropriate. <sighs> to ask oh. If you want to punch a referee, Just kidding Cross it off. Cross it Cross off. It off.
2: <laughs>
1: um, Joking, man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a little Christmas. Hopefully, a little will be a Christmas treat. Well, again, COVID <laughs> permitting, it's going to be a really nice Christmas treat for everybody. Certainly for us to speak to Victor, uh, and when you guys will be able to listen to it. You know, we've we've all listened to his interviews with the club. He's, <laughs> I think it's going to be a good, a great, a man, it's of asking. Um, so thanks to the club. Thanks, I'm Tom for facilitating. Thanks. Thank you in advance to Victor for agreeing to speak to us three idiots about it, <laughs> about what we I've got to brush up glitch. on the Swedish now as well, and to... I I don't think I'll expect you to speak Swedish. I think he does speak <laughs> oh, English. Sorry, oh,
2: that's good. <laughs> good, good. I mean he's been he's been in England a very long time as a footballer. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been lurking around the Midlands for the majority of his career, so I'm expecting him to sound sound a bit like Thomas Shelby, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not gonna say
1: anything's on the table. I'm not gonna say we, you know, but let us know what you're asking. Like so like, we'll we'll ask him anything within reason that you want us to ask him. Um and yeah, looking forward to it. we'll put some out if you're not here on social media as well. So if you if you've not missed it, reply to the social media posts or uh, email, if you want to email us anything on UFC pod at gmail.com. Anything on there, let us know, and um, we will put that towards the Viking. Last September, we speak to them on Tuesday. We will be back. We are not finished the episode, but we'll be back on Wednesday evening. Just a little bit of, uh, sort of housekeeping. The next episode will be earlier than normal, it'll be out on the podcast Thursday. We'll be recording live on Wednesday night through YouTube. Uh, because Christmas, you're not gonna listen to our podcast on Christmas Eve, yeah. Why would you? Um, we certainly have one guest lined up from the Accrington side of things we're hoping to have a second special guest lined up for Wednesday uh, which I'm not going to spoil because if it doesn't come off it's fine but it's a good one it'll be our Christmas episode as well we'll do a few might even do a few Christmas games Christmas quizzes and things like that so if you want to join us on Wednesday night on YouTube do if not wait for the podcast on Thursday morning Ben might be with us I know Ben might be back with us by then so all you (laughs) Ben fans out there I know there's
2: a few of you he might be back, yeah. <laughs> he's back from exile in the capital. He is. He'd be with he's a tonight, London boy now, though, <laughs> isn't he? You know, he's, he's, he's not a not
0: London boy, worries, so he, he, right? might, he might even have a uh, some sort of stupid accent to go with it.
1: <laughs> you mind. never know, do you? No one surprised me. No. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Anyway, back to Saturday just gone. Um, it's the first time this season that the gap has appeared at the top of the table. And um, what I mean by the top of the table is a top two. Um, there is now a four-point gap between us and third-place Sunderland, having played the same amount of games. Now, again, it's only December. We haven't played half a season yet. But when gaps start to appear, that's a really, really good sign, Danny. A really, really good sign when those type of gaps start to appear.
2: 100%. I mean, it just goes to show like who we're in. Who were in the promotion running, but you know, anything can happen in football. But the thing that caught my eye was that the, the gap that appeared between first and second, only briefly, mm. um, but there was a four point gap between first and second yeah. for about half an hour, again until Wigan scored it last minute. So if they can stop doing that, that's my that's my wish this Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> to stop Wigan scoring in added time. Um yeah, it just goes to show that you know the two teams that are the danger teams. You know, mm. like, because, like, because normally, I mean, last time we were in League One, um, it were what, a three or four horse race nearly the whole season until, yeah, um, Rotherham and Coventry just started pulling away. Um, but man, you that was in February, I think. Well, well, we started, on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so started so happening in December. I mean, it's only four points, and you know that could change. like a couple of bad results for us and two good ones for Sunderland, but. Even with Wigan, we've still maintained that two-point difference and they're mm. on an impressive run. They are trying their asses off to catch us. Mm, yeah. We just keep we just keep nodding along. The only danger is their gaming hands, but if that goes our way, then laughing, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can see Rotherham and Wigan pulling away. Whether or not we reach 10 points difference between us and Wigan, we'll have to wait and see. Mm. <laughs> like I said, on yeah. Quest, but... I, I can I can see there being a gap between the automatics and the playoffs this season, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, the, the key is to get that gap in it. You know, like yeah, you, like Matt, you said there, Matt, it's four points. Is it four points between Sunderland and third?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, oh, no, you look at those clubs in those playoff positions, and they are all susceptible to to a stupid defeat, aren't they? You know, especially um, Sunderland. Especially when we, Sunderland. When we, play, when we played Sunderland.
1: Yeah. Streaky Lee Johnson. They're on yeah, now, yeah. nah, They're going to lose three in a row soon, aren't
0: they? So absolutely, yeah.
1: Um,
0: and, and to be fair, so are Wigan, you know, they, mm. they've got they've got bad performances in them. We don't seem to have had that at the moment. I know. I accept that sooner or later, like we said, maybe this will drop off, um, but it doesn't look like it's going to do. Whereas for these other teams, every now and again they'll go through a phase where it looks like it's dropping off if that makes sense you know just from from the outside from their results obviously we don't we're not sort of privy to to their performances unless they're playing us um but but yeah i don't know they they don't none of them include wigan included seem to be commanding the division we do or we have done up to press
2: um, they're almost seem, so. they're seeming to sneak results in you know like mm. Wigan yeah, yeah, against yeah. Oxford, for example like that game went to 2-2 two, two, and then we can snuck the goal in right at the last minute uh the only reason Wednesday on a 12 game unbeaten run is because they've drawn the vast 11 of them and <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. they, they seem to get like I said they seem to go on an impressive run and then have a slump you know they were in the slump when they, in fact, I think we caused their slump, didn't we? Yeah, I think we're either, yeah. yeah. And yeah, you know, and even looking at these teams, those teams are some of the best teams of this division, they're not there by mistake.
1: Mm.
2: But we've beaten all of them, bar two, you know, both of which came at the start of the season when we were still finding ourselves. Mm. Um, and like you say, mate, those teams sort of have a silly result in them, whether it's a um, a draw, they've th- a, they've thrown away a win for a draw or a draw for a loss. But with us, we've only had one bad loss this season mm-hmm. uh, against the Fleetwood side that just seemed to click, and now they're more or less in the relegation places, if not already. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it just it, the power of League One seems to have swung away from the quote unquote big clubs this season you know your Portsmouth your Sunderlands your Wednesdays and it's sort of just hanging around <coughs> Rotherham and Wigan who have similar sort of attendances throughout the season so I don't know it just seems to be clicking for the for the little ones this season which is nice to see and I've just called Wigan a little club the round's 20,000 capacity but anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're not a big club they're another one at FA Cup but they're still not a
1: big club historically but anyway mm. um... they rugby town historically aren't they yeah, yeah exactly and on paper, we've got a fairly kind Christmas run. Accrington away, all right, it's not it's not easy, but it's a mid-table team. Bolton have dropped like a stone since we played them, really. And Lincoln, you could say, like, when we played Lincoln, they were up, up in the playoffs. They were in and around us. Mm. Then I found myself down in 19th. So, again, we're playing teams. We are going to be playing teams at good times, whereas Cambridge, I think it was quite a bad time to play them. These next three aren't quite kind times for us to play them. Uh, which is obviously set up for us to lose all three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, the boxing Day fixtures are pretty kind. We'll cover them next time. Everybody up there has got pretty kind fixtures on boxing. No, nobody's playing each other other than Portsmouth Oxford, is the biggest two teams up there. Um, so, But we'll cover that. I said, we're back on Wednesday for that for all that kind of mm-hmm. nonsense. Um, yeah, I said, this every week. It's very exciting to be a Robin fan right now, Danny, isn't it? It's
2: brilliant. 100%. 100. It's exciting to be a Wolverhampton fan. Um, I think the only danger games that we need to look out for are teams that come and press us as much as we press mm. them. And I yeah. think alluding back to the Cambridge game, that's why they are such a danger to play against us because they're not afraid mm. to sit back and wait for the pressure and try and play around it. They come up and press you back. And I've seen Warnie say potentially alluding to COVID cases in our training camp, but that the the, um, the miles covered wasn't as high. It's probably yeah. because we were being pressed as much as they were pressing us. You know, so it was sort of like a cancelling effect. That's me being ambitious, saying we're not going to get COVID this season. Like. But, um, yeah, that could be one aspect to it. If someone comes and presses you, you're naturally not going to run as far. Because if you try and press them and they're already there, that's less distance to cover. Um, but the one thing I do like about this team is that even when we need to get down and dirty and you know, force out a win, mm. we still managed to do it. You know, yeah. like we can win the pretty way like we did against Gillingham and against Sunderland and Portsmouth, but we can also win the um, the way that isn't traditionally how we play this season, mm. at least. You know, the dig in, grind it out. You know, I think the last time we dug in and ground out the result was probably against Burton, actually, a team mm. that was equally as high-pressing and wanted to face up to us. And mm. to overcome teams that try and match the way you play, and to beat them just by effectively you now finding a way—that is sort of thing that promotion and champions do. They find that way yeah. to win, no matter how they do it. You could say the same for Wigan, but they seem to do it in like the last five minutes. We just find a way to do it in the second half, and then the way,
1: the, the way we do it seems much more sustainable than the way yeah. we can do it. Yeah, we, exactly. we've done what Wigan did, and it got us in playoffs in two thousand fourteen but yeah. we're always late. Goals. It's that doesn't normally win you the league. It keeps you up there, but it doesn't normally win you the league that way of playing, does it?
2: Yeah, exactly. Like I say, sustainability. We've got the sustainability in defence to keep the other team out. We just mm. need the front line to do its job and sorted effectively. And that's why yeah. we've won twenty one in a row. Yeah, yeah. Winning
1: yeah. <laughs> in twenty one, not one of oh, all.
2: Winning oh, <laughs> in a well. Imagine if you win twenty one games in a row. What's <laughs> yeah how <laughs> is Man City like? Yeah, you would yeah, have won the me. league by now if you'd won twenty one in a row. Yeah. <laughs> go Mick
0: I was gonna say just, just, just going on from what Danny said there. You know, the last, last few games we've ground out results. You know, Saturday probably in another season, if we were the type of team that we are, would have been at least a draw, possibly even a defeat. Um, but we're just grinding those results out. We're putting on putting in the performances and getting those results even when we're not playing to our to our level uh it is a bit of a worry what one said um about the about because they obviously recognize the fitness levels of players and they will analyze the fitness levels of players throughout games um, and he's obviously of the view that some of those levels are, are below where they should be um so whether there is an issue oh. who knows
1: They've got to a test of the morning of the game, are not they? Of course, I yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I know we're hearing from the news that it, you can change within hours. which is yeah, so if you get cold within hours, but if the mm, t- yeah. test in the morning of the day and the, everything's kept internal, you're not just yeah, going to yeah. suddenly... cover's not going to turn on at three o'clock and then no, turn off. No. If you if you have you have had it in the morning, won't you? Because the because mm. the close knit that they they've got, um, it's just been it's not hypocritical, isn't it? That's all. I think that's all it is. You've got to be, you know, and like everybody uh, else nowadays, there's that anxiousness about everything you do as well.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, think, well, I think with, was, yeah. I mean, the, sorry,
0: mate. Carry on. I, well, I, I, possibly, I don't know what I'm about to say. The same as you're about to say, you were about to say about the Premier League having uh, allegedly having an emergency meeting tomorrow about what cancelling one of the mm-hmm. um, uh, one of the the, the Christmas fixtures. Um, I mean. There's that it's another story altogether, in it? You know, but Premier League have been banging on about winter breaks for years now. So, if they can manufacture one now, uh, I'm sure they will. And once once the mainstream media have stopped banging on about parties and everything else, they'll start wanting to stop football, <laughs> football supporters going to match us, won't they? And they won't give up until that happens. Um, it's happened in Holland already, there's no crowds in Holland, certain areas in Germany. I've been watching a couple of German games today, no crowds. Um, you know, so it's starting to happen across Europe and as soon as, as soon as the BBC and what have you pick up on that, then they'll be they'll be screaming for it to happen to us and the FA and the AFL will just capitulate, won't they, and allow that to happen. So it's got to be something that's gonna be on our radar and on the club's radar, that we may end up either having some fixtures postponed, a break, or or no supporters. Um just depends how much the media get hold of it, doesn't it? And, uh, and run with it. We'll have to wait and see yeah. on that one, but it's something to bear in mind.
1: Mm. All ifs and maybes, Danny, but which one of those three are t- as Right now, So I know we don't get a choice. You can either have the Christmas period or effectively Christmas with no fans, you- or you can have a, t- a two-week break and we'll come back hopefully, hopefully back
2: to normal mid-January. For me, having a break in terms of no fixtures played at all just raises more questions of you know, fixture congestion. So I've Mm -hmm. said it in the last podcast, it's all right for the Premier League to suggest that because they play less games. Um, Granted, they've got games in Europe, but if it's European-wide, you know, it doesn't really matter because they can just squeak it in elsewhere because they have more gaps in the window anyway. Um, You have Premier League managers go on about fixture congestion, but all they have to do is look at a team on a good run in League One or the Championship, you know, in the Cup competitions, especially in League One. With the extra competition that we play you know it, it can add a lot of fixtures to to the list like if you were to, if you were to have a two-week break which has been suggested starting on december 27th that's two home games and two cup games postponed yeah so that's that's three competitions where we have to find a different date for it mm. um so for me it would probably be If you've already bought your tickets, you can have your money back. Um, Keep testing within the camp and probably only postpone fixtures if you drop below the EFL 14 players, including a goalkeeper threshold, Mm. which has already impacted the Premier League because Chelsea asked to have their game postponed, but the Premier League said no because they didn't didn't drop into that threshold. So that's the first time the Premier League's pushed back against a club wanting to postpone a game. Um, so it looks like it's heading more towards if we have to not letting fans in. But we've got iFollow, follow; it's fine. We don't have to worry about that. We can still pay for our watching of the game, can't we? Um, but now for me, I, I wouldn't do a break. I'd just keep testing, make sure everyone's all right, keep doing the COVID protocols to the best of our ability, make sure the players don't do anything silly, which is what we're doing. That looks good because we've cancelled the Christmas do, so that's that's good in my opinion. Stops everyone doing something silly. Um, and just play it by ear. You know, it might just be we're descend to the realm of just if you're double jabbed, then you can get in. If you're not, then you, you have to provide a negative test. But I'd say a break. Sorry for mum's coughing. We've both had cold this week. It isn't COVID because we've tested ourselves every day this week and we are both negative. <laughs> so before anyone says anything, we're all right. Um, but yeah, that, that's the thing as well. It could be that the players have got a bit of flu. You know, but because of the symptoms and how it makes you feel, I might to yeah. go to COVID, which unfortunately is the way of the world at the minute. And because of Omicron's increase, that's why. So we can live in hope that it isn't COVID. It might just be flu, like with in in this else. Um, but yeah, for me, a break not, shouldn't be on the cards because purely purely fixture congestion. Because we don't because it'd be worse for players to catch COVID and then come back and then play Saturday Tuesday for six weeks. Than it would yeah. be to so just keep playing if you've got the numbers and then only postpone maybe one or two if your camp does have COVID in it. Yeah. Or well, you can catch it again like
1: we did last year. That's the last, last worst case scenario, a two-week break, and then you come back and a team, any team, gets, gets, gets an outbreak because then you're stuffed again. You've yeah. already, you already have other clubs in this league who've had to postpone games prior to this. It's,
0: yeah. Well, what, we, what we need is Boris to have another Christmas party so that it gets press-off off the subject of football <laughs> and onto something else to moan about don't, don't it? Yeah you know I mean if we can have something like that just to take 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 the heat off sport and football in general and let sport and football in general govern itself which I accept I can't believe I'm saying bearing in mind the way it has been governed uh, but what we do know is that they at least they will play. Uh, yeah. and, and good on the FA or the Premier League or whoever it is who've said to Chelsea no you can't. You know they must have four thousand eligible players. You know what I mean? The number of people that they've got out on loan, the number of the number of squads that they've got, whether you know junior level, under twenty-three level, and everything else. You know, at, at thirty probably thirty players per per squad. You know they've got enough eligible players to put out a team. So suck it up, uh, and that should apply to all the Premier League sides, as far as I, I can see. They've got big enough squads to to, to deal with this. Um, but anyway, that's 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 how it is. It just worries me a little bit that more than anything else that uh, I could see this issue coming over crossing across Europe now of, of, of banning fans from stadiums. Um, that's a worry, um, and it's a worry. Like I say, if, if the media get a hold of it, because they'll be all over it like a rash.
2: For me, yeah. for me though, Europe always seem a lot quicker to ban fans from stadiums, though. I don't, I don't know if it's um, a culture thing, but maybe not in France, but in terms of the other European country, they seem a lot more willing to follow what the government say. But in France, they just tend to write about everything. That's not, yeah, that's not a joke. They do, yeah. and then, and then <laughs> this country, we just don't listen, you know, because we're the British, we won't be told what to do. Um, But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think. They've talked about bringing in restrictions before Christmas, and not to get mm. political, but if that gets brought in, it's political suicide for the yeah. conservatives. I mean, even if they bring in a lockdown after Christmas, it's problem, that's still a very big mm. political impact that it's going to have. Um, but then you have to go public health more important, so just do what what is the right thing. And if that is fans not going to the grounds, then unfortunately, tough. You know, you'll have to watch it on your telly.
0: Be interesting to see what sort of effect, n- negative or positive, that has on our run that we're on mm. at the moment. Yeah, um, That's the because we, we
1: need to keep the circuit everything the same. You know, every, yeah, uh, yeah. we need to keep everything as it is from a selfish, rather than that point of view, don't we?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean we talked to Woody, and, and he talked about the difference in having fans in stadiums um, to, to, to to the debacle that we had last year with. You know, just all we had with, with Tony Stewart shouting, come on, Rotherham, that way that's as much as we had, weren't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and great fair play to Tony, but it would just him on his own is not gonna work, is it?
1: No. <laughs> no. Um Cheryl Stone mentioned on the COVID stuff on the vaccinations, the cl- the club for the team have an eight around eighty five percent over eighty-five percent, I think, uh first team are vaccinated, whereas the EFL average I think 25% of the entire EFL haven't don't plan on getting vaccinated so for mm. us for the we are well above the average um which is good to see But well, you know we're protecting the players um it's crap bit bit yeah, yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: but while it's affecting us certainly
2: in this podcast whatever effects other than that we'll talk about and unfortunately yeah Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We won't be going anywhere if there's a COVID outbreak. We'll still be here chatting rubbish <laughs> for an hour about <laughs> What we do when we enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly right. Um, I'd act, uh I'd like uh just in the bar laser call back to to the football. I'll tell you what, you needed a cool head and a great strike. 100 percent A very, very mm-hmm. cool head and a really nice strike. Summed up very, very well. Um I think we're about done. Anything else that we need to cover or talk about from the Rotherham United sphere. Um, other, on, than,
2: other than Woody effectively has signed his new deal, mm. it's all just formalities at this point. He wants to be here and he's claimed that we are his club. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. one finally getting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully that gets announced soon and we can celebrate it because, yeah. I thought he got injured on Saturday. You know, when that money ain't down, I thought, oh no. Because you worry about yeah. <laughs> not to go on about his age all the time, but you worry about somebody that age if he picks up he, he looked like he twisted his knee. Mm-hmm. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a football fan, you're going, oh no, he's done his ACL or something like that. Oh no, but then literally like three minutes later, it's running around
2: <laughs> yeah. it. like you know heading bricks and heard, stuff. I heard someone say next to me, Oh, that's his season done. And as soon as he said it, mm-hmm. he jumped back up and carried on. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting injured for my annual contract. Right? Off right, we're off again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant stuff. A laid up at home
0: now, not being able to walk, but well, it, it will worth it all.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, so thank you all for watching uh or listening, for watching on YouTube, listening on iTunes on Spotify, whatever we do. Thank you very much for being with us. Um, I'll repeat again for anybody who's listening now. Victor Johansson will be on our show. where we will be speaking to him on Tuesday which you'll go out boxing day morning. So on your travels to Accrington, you'll be able to list of Victoria to Hanson. Um, if you've got any questions you want to put to us, either reply to us on Twitter from the post you'll see or Facebook. And if you want to email something, rfcpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you've got anything that you think need, we need to ask the Viking, we will put it to the man himself when we do speak to him. And like I said, we will back on Wednesday. Your next episode will be out on Wednesday evening on YouTube. Thursday morning on iTunes and Spotify, which will be our official Christmas special. Uh, we'll probably do an extended <laughs> episode with some Christmas games and some nonsense uh, because why not? You know what I mean? Got nothing else to do. <laughs> 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 all all Christmas parties are cancelled, so you don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, two yeah. special guests.
2: Potentially two special guests. Yes.
0: Fingers crossed. I reckon we um,
2: should um, have a Conservative Party and have a cheese board and port. <laughs> for, for our Christmas party, it sounds thrilling—a <laughs> board and port, doesn't
1: it? Oh um. God! <laughs> no. uh, and then keep an eye on the Christmas period because we've got so many games. Who knows when we're doing episodes? But you'll, you know, we'll get it out when we can. Um, Philip Robinson, Merry Christmas! Um, Merry and to you, Phil. And we Phil. will see you all on Wednesday when we all already spoke to Victor. All being well, and we'll let you know how that went. And we might even drop a snippet in if you're lucky. Uh, thank you Danny it's been a pleasure and we'll, I'll see you Danny I'll see you Tuesday we'll see everybody
2: else Wednesday yes 100% see you Tuesday and one last message to anybody watching or listening go and get your boosters because we've nearly hit a million a day with boosters and I tell you what it's a doddle I got jabbed by a soldier up at Oak House near Morrison's in Bramley and it were a doddle so did you go for yeah. your booster
0: after that or
2: yeah yeah, yeah. I, I went to my <laughs> house <laughs> first yeah <laughs> But, but yeah it, it's a doddle and you're not just protecting yourself you're protecting a lot of people around you as well um this isn't a plugged thing or anything just i'm telling you get your boosters because that's how we fight back against Omnicron. unfortunately um so yeah, if you're eligible get it booked in go to a walking center get your booster job to gun. There
0: you go. Uh, the, the, the phrase "I got jabbed by a soldier" was
2: not one I anticipated <laughs> hearing today. <laughs> I'll be honest. What else if, if I said it were a female soldier, mate. Well, whatever you know. I, <laughs> that, that, that's not really relevant. It's just a, anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, no. I'm jabbed. Mixed jabbed. we are still here for now. <laughs> I, I haven't been jabbed by a soldier yet. No, me neither. <laughs>
2: It's off. If ticks it off my bucket list, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mick, I'll see you Tuesday.
0: You will.